Outdoor Guys on the Carolina Outdoors. Christopher Lawyan over there, Bill Barty here, TJ the DJ. Mr. Boggs is pushing buttons, making us all sound good and look good as well as we can look on the yeah. radio. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're glad everybody's joining us. Listen, on May 17th, we've said it before, over at uh, Jesse Brown's, a place where we hang our hat through the week, uh, there's something called Storytellers Night at Jesse Brown's. It's Thursday, May 17th. It's only done three times a year, and May being the spring component of that, um, from 6 to 8 p.m., come here, a neighbor's adventure. We have three 20-minute stories of adventures and accomplishments that um, that people in our community have done. And our next guest is one of those people. The story is titled Across the Atlantic, and we're going to meet the storyteller himself right now. He's an attorney by day. He's built a successful uh, law career over the past 30 years with business clients, maybe even a special lean towards education clients, whether it be collegiate or K-12 through all of that. Um, but when he's not doing that, he can be found oftentimes on a sailboat. And he has uh, sailed all over the world, but including a 2017 trip across the Atlantic. So without further delay, let's bring on Gil Middlebrooks. Gil, welcome to the Carolina Outdoors. Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me. Well, I hope we got that right. We got a Georgia boy who uh, Emory University educated and all of that sort of thing. How did you get into sailboating? I actually got into it through the Boy Scouts of America. Um, I've been a scout leader for many years, and in my troop, one sixteen out of St. John's Episcopal. Oh, the action troop! Uh, <laughs> that's right, the action troop. Um, for years, uh, every three to five years, they take a uh, sailboating trip um, to the British Virgin Islands or other places. And in, um, I'd done a little bit of small boat, you know, uh, sun, sunfish sailing before. But in 2004, uh, I got to go with the troop to the British Virgin Islands, and I said, this is heaven. And I've got to figure a way to make this uh, a reality so immediately upon coming back, my son and I were saying to my wife, we've got to go do this. And she's like, no, you got to hire a captain. I said, no, 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 we can do this. Let me learn. So ultimately, the time and the money came together. And starting in about uh, 2011, I started getting serious about the sport. And uh, since then, I've done a number of trips, including uh, coming across the Atlantic in November 2017. Well, uh, you know what? Uh, your wife... Uh it's a whole lot better than you coming back from the British Virgin Islands and saying, honey, we're going to sell the house and move to Key West. It could have been like that. Well, she's um, she is her foot is firmly down against the idea of me buying a boat because she understands that the uh, two happy, happiest days of a sailor's life are the <laughs> one that he buys the boat and the one that he sells the boat. So she won't let me buy one, but she'll she'll go with me on them. Well, you you're married to a good lady, so you you stick with that program. But listen, we kind of jump because from that BVI trip. To, to you um, coming back and beginning the sport of sailing, that across the Atlantic, I mean, that for uh, us lay people sounds like a, a big undertaking. How do you logistically prepare for that? And, and after you answer that logistical question, we're going to ask you the start and terminus points of that trip. Okay, well, 
logistically, you you need to get good at sailing. You need to be comfortable on a forty foot plus boat. Um, uh, the the principles of sailing are the same whether you're on a 15-foot boat or a 40-foot boat. But as you might imagine, as the size goes up, the load and the danger goes up um, at the same rate. And so you've got to be comfortable uh, maneuvering big boats, sometimes in small spaces. But as you can imagine, out in the ocean, you've got lots of room to, to maneuver. All right. So where does this kind of trip kick off and then uh and then how do you uh meander your way if meander is the right word that might not be for a, a sailboat trip across the atlantic but um how does that work as far as uh, uh, uh the stop points the ports of uh, port of calls and that sort of thing sure well when you think about it we have seasons and the ocean has seasons too and and from june to um november is hurricane season in the Atlantic. So you don't want to be out sailing during that period of time. And the hurricane season in 2017 was obviously a very bad one. Um, so the, the time that you come across from Europe back to the Caribbean or the States is in starting in November uh, through the first uh, part of January, actually. And so we started in the Canary Islands uh, on an island called Lanzarote, which is Spanish, and it's about 65 miles due west of the coast of Morocco. And we worked our way through the Canary Islands and then ended up in Antigua, which is in the West Indies um, uh, down below St. Martin. Fantastic. If you're just joining us here on the Carolina Outdoors, our guest is Gil Middlebrooks, and he is one of our upcoming storytellers at Jesse Brown's at Storytellers Night. It's May 17th from 6 to 8, and we're learning about his story and the story that he will be telling across the Atlantic. And um, I I know we talked about logistics and, and starting places and all of that, but how long do you train, if that's the right word, or prepare after you've decided to take this trip on? Is there a program of preparation, and how long does that take? Well, you can certainly take courses through the American Sailing Association, and I highly recommend those because you're sailing with people who are credentialed and who, uh, in addition to giving you the skills in a particular course, can answer a lot of your questions about other aspects of of sailing. So if you've never sailed before, I certainly would start getting experience doing that. Then the next step would be to um, be your own skipper, um, regardless of the size of the boat. Um, take a trip to the BVI. It's the easiest sailing that you will ever do, all within sight of land. It's always 83 degrees during the day with a 15-mile breeze, which is perfect for beginner sailors. That's, that's where you start. And then you can start doing a little bit more difficult type thing. Some people get into this sport by racing. Um, I have not done any racing, although I would um, love to do that. So it's um, take some training, uh, then do some on your own, and you'll get comfortable with the bigger boats, and then you're ready to go wherever you want to go. Wow. That makes me want to jump in on that, too. But hey, real quick, I am curious, what is the duration of the trip, first of all? And then secondly, for the ports of calls, do you get to meet and uh, greet the locals? Do you get to interact with them? How, how does that, duration and, and ports of call, how does that work? 
Sure. The, t- the typical schedule is you plan for somewhere between 20-ish and 25-ish days at sea between the Canary Islands and the um, uh, Caribbean. Um, if you're leaving from the westernmost part of the Caribbean, it's, uh, I mean, excuse me, from the uh, Canary Islands, it's a little bit shorter. Um, if you're leaving from where we are, it might be a little bit longer. Our trip, we made great time, had great winds uh, pretty much the whole way across, and we were at sea uh, 19 and a half days uh, without setting foot off the boat, except for the times where we stopped in the middle of the ocean to swim. And um, we did, we did, we only, we never stopped on a, on land until we got to our final destination. But uh, we certainly took full advantage of of working with people in Antigua. We, uh, there's a charity organization there that sailors involved in, in bringing books to uh, low-income countries. So we actually spent a day, uh, the day after we got off the boat, working with um, an elementary school there in Antigua. Gil Middlebrooks, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, there's more to the story. We can learn about safety. We can learn about security. We can learn about uh, watches and how all that happens, too at the Storyteller Night at Jesse Brown's. Thank you. We can also find out if you watch Swiss Family Robinson uh, (laughs) movies and The Black Stallion and that sort of thing to prepare for a trip across the Atlantic as well. But, Gil, thank you so much for joining us here on the Carolina Outdoors. My pleasure, guys. We can't wait to hear that story, May 17th. I'll be there. I look forward to it. That'll that'll be inspirational. We'll have some food, we'll have some drink, and we'll have some good stories and good time head by all. So thanks to Gil for joining us. Also, thanks to Casey Davidson from Toadfish Outfitters and Jim Zoki, a member of the Carolina Panthers broadcast team, and, of course, Monday through Friday here on the airwaves of WBT. For T.J. Boggs and Christopher Lawyne, I'm Bill Barty saying get outdoors, pick up your trash, and we'll see you next time right here.